This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. So here we are, um, it's another shrimp net and it's finally arrived, the sold out last home game with uh, both teams needing something. To chat about the myriad of computations and possible outcomes and uh, possible disasters for at least one of the three clubs involved. Um, we get to 3pm on Saturday and instead of looking forward to kick off, obviously we'll be finished so we'll all know. But uh, joining Joel and myself, we have the boardroom fixer extraordinaire and all-round good egg, Charlie Appleyard, looking very relaxed there, Charlie. Give me freeze, first edition of the, the new Appleyard Boys Bunker. Yes, yes, he's in the garden. He's in his garden. Yeah, my garden shed is bigger than this, but it's not bigger than yours, I'll tell you that. Um, but also, um, from the changing rooms, we've got uh, two excellent guests with us tonight. Uh, we've got uh, the lone centre-half who stops all in his path, uh, Jacob Beddow. Jacob, welcome along. Uh, evening, guys. Evening. And also, uh, I'm delighted to say, for the third time this season, uh, we have uh, the Vieira of the Bay, none other than Toombs, I've got to disappear and go for a, hair to a haircut, Diego Aga himself. Welcome along, Toombs. Hi, uh, Okay. So start as we mean to go on, all of us, let's have a chat. Um, MK Dons, I'll start with Joel. MK Dons, uh, they were every bit as good as I expected. Um, we played, for me, I thought we defended really, really well, worked really, really hard, got caught with a bit of a freaky goal, and then we we, we couldn't really threaten them. And I think that was down to the standard of their play, their movement. Uh, you know, They were nearly up there with Oxford at keeping the ball and moving it. Joel, your thoughts? Yeah, <clears throat> well, I mean, sorry, similar to that, really. I think uh, I think we, we, we started off with a bit of zest and uh, I think, you know, it looked like we might be able to threaten them a bit. And then, like you say, I think that, that first goal, that puts the game in, in a position where they want it, really. And I think it's come about in quite a, a strange way in that we were so organised and we were looking at like they were, we were going to keep them at bay. And, and for the rest of the afternoon, I think we still did a really good job at keeping them, keeping yeah. them at bay and didn't really give them any chances. At the same time, a good way to kind of break that kind of block is a centre back stepping out, and nobody quite knows who you know who to close them down, and creates a bit of mayhem. And obviously, that that's what that's where the first goal has come from. And then from there, I think them being a goal ahead just allows them, you know, make means they can kind of almost relax and not play as you know not try as hard to score. They can just kind of focus a bit more on kind of keeping possession and taking the sting out of the game which, let's be honest, they did a really, really good job of, you know, on their home turf. You know, you can see why they're up there. And I think, at the end of the day, I think, I think Derek said it, you know, we can't really complain too much about the result because I think they just took the sting out of the game so, so well once they went the goal ahead. Yeah, I, I don't think there's, there's from, a, from a changing room's point of view, there's not really much to add there, Jacob, is there? Um, it was a decent performance, but they just had that little bit of quality, didn't they, that, that we... Not necessarily lacked, but didn't have on the day. Um, yeah, I think so. They're obviously a very um, good football inside. Like you compared them to Oxford, um, 
And I think the difference between those two games was uh, against Oxford, we were at home and our pitch is quite tight so we can really kind of get up amongst it and, and keep a really compact shape. On a pitch like uh, Milton Keynes, you, you can have a centre-half stepping all the way out, which um, from, a, from a team's point of view, I think that's a, a kind of sloppy goal to concede really because um, kind of a centre-half running all the way through and then scoring because... Uh, as a centre half myself, I'd love to be able to do that, but it's it's There's very one good. game left, mate. Yeah. One game left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think on the um, generally probably didn't deserve to to get the points in that game, um, but we can take some positives from from our shape that day and and from the way we defended at times, um, especially as a, as a defensive midfield stepping out with number 10s into pockets and communicating with each other. I think we actually did quite a good job on that front and it wasn't, it wasn't their passing and intricate play that got them the um, goal. It was more the guy running all the way through. So we can take some positives from uh, the way we played, I think. It was a great finish for a centre-half though, wasn't it? I know, I think he slipped a little bit. So... So it put the, the spin on it almost, so it went off the post and in, because from where I was standing, it looked like it was going to go wide. I think because he's fallen, he's kind of almost just got a nice bit of bend on it and it's just come off the post and gone in. Well, I'll go with that. It was jammy. Yeah, yeah we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Tombs, obviously, that was, a, that was a big game to come on and, and, and get stuck in. And, and from that point of view... Uh, I won't say we were chasing shadows, but we kept our shape really well. And and from that point of view, that's probably why we kept it to sort of like a, 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 a one goal and then a, a late sort of like last 10 minutes. But from an attacking point of view, we were a little bit blunt. Yeah, I think, like Jacob said, they're probably the best team in the division at keeping the ball. Yeah. So once they go a goal ahead, they don't really need to force anything. They're just trying to suck you in and to just playing behind you. So it was important to keep the shape. And, you know, we were hoping with 15, 20 minutes to go to maybe loosen up and try and go for it. But they were very good on the day. And with them keeping the ball, it was hard to lay a glove on them. Yeah. And if we look back uh, before Jacob arrived, obviously, uh, we lost 4-0 in the home game. Uh, and at the time, we sort of reported on here that it kind of flattered them, although they looked a decent side and we had two or three decent opportunities. And that, that just never arrived, Joel, did it? No, yeah, I think, I think like we've said, you know, just the, the fact that they are able to keep the ball so effectively, I think pitch size is another thing that comes into it, that they, they can stretch you and, you know, and if you go out and you know commit too much, and that the, the gaps will appear, so it's kind of a, a risk game. And like like Tune said, you kind of hope that you can kind of hang in there to the last 10, 15 minutes and get set piece and it's something, or maybe just be able to kind of go a bit more gung ho. But by that point, they've kind of got a got a second, and I think as well with that second, that again that wasn't us being cut up, cut open with kind of tricky passing play or anything. That was just kind of. I don't really, I can't, it was kind of almost like a bit of a loose ball that kind of just, they managed to pick up on. I think it took, it might have taken a nick off Bennett or something as it was going through. But yeah, and you know, the way that happens and then that makes it, you know, pretty much impossible to get back into the game in those last kind of 15 minutes, you know, with the way they keep the ball. But that, that same, looking at, looking at, obviously we're down to, as I said in the preamble, 
Uh, one game left. It's all to play for. Surely, you know, given the position we're in, uh, Fleetwood and Gillingham have got to be thinking we're in the box seat, haven't they, Joel? Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're two points ahead of them. Uh, we've got better goal difference than Gillingham. You know, we are in the box seat. I mean, it's a funny one because, you know, it might transpire that we have nothing to worry about and both Gilliam and Fleet would lose, but we just don't know. And, you know, I'm sure Toomes and Jacob and, you know, Derek and everybody, you know, they'll all be going out to win the game. We can back our home form. You know, look how good our home form's been. You know, we've lost one game under Derek. We've lost two games since the turn of the year. So you you back that, you know, big crowd behind us. I think the pit, we're good at playing our pitch. And yeah, I'd back us to have quite a good chance of getting a result. And it's hard to see where wins for both Gillian and Fleet would come from. But at the same time, you don't want to be relying on that, you know. And I'm sure the team and everybody will, will be knowing that and they'll be going all guns out for a win against Sunderland. So looking at it, coming to you boys in the changing room, what's what's training been like this week, Tooms? Everybody positive? Everybody thinking, yeah, we can get something from this? Yeah, I think everyone's positive. And we know if we do our job, then... It doesn't matter what happens at Gillingham or at Fleetwood. So it's not like we have to worry about what they're doing. If we can win, then it's irrelevant to us. But so the mindset has to be to yeah. go out and win. But obviously, uh, Sunderland managing to snatch a draw the other night was probably a good result for us because obviously they'd have been on the same points as uh, a couple of other teams, whereas now they're a point ahead of them. So it could be with a situation, Jacob, where other results will play a part because as, as, as inevitably as scores come in, it might be just a case of both managers hopefully say, you know, it, it, we, can, we can play out a, a draw here. We've had this situation before at Morecambe when we were surviving in League Two and we found out Barnett were losing and we were at Coventry and Coventry were needed a point for the playoffs and we needed a point to stay up and 20 minutes to go, nothing happened. <laughs> it, it fell apart. That would be an ideal situation, but you can't rely on that, can you, Jacob? No, I think um, going into any home game um, at our place, I back us to beat anyone. I think every game since I've been there, we've, we've given teams a real test. And even when we've lost games or come away with a point, we, we could have had a point or could have had three. So I think we've just got to focus on, on what we want to do. We want to send the fans home happy regardless anyway. It's the last game of the season against Sunderland, which is a massive club. I think as a, as a club like Morecambe, 10 years ago, if you said you were playing a league match against Sunderland, um, you'd probably been laughed out of the room. But um, we're in the same league as them now, and um, it's important to go and get the, the three points. As a lot of fans will remember, we actually played Sunderland in the Carabao Cup just over 10 years ago. Uh, and when it was when Martin O'Neill was manager of uh, Sunderland. And they were, as you say, a premiership club and we were in League Two. So uh, you wouldn't have thought that all these years later we would be playing them. But um, sell out crowd, Charlie, that's, that's got to be, that's fantastic news, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. It obviously shows how, how behind the... Uh... Players in the team that the, the town are. I just read a couple of things on the Milton Keynes uh, match. Uh, teams, obviously, Aaron's been Aaron's, Aaron's a bit sidelined on Saturday. But teams, you must have been gutted when you were called up. Look at the size of that pitch. <laughs> you, know, you can run around for 90 minutes instead of coming on later on. That, I couldn't believe how big the pitch was. I've never been to the stadium oh. before. It's, it's, it's oh, not far from Wembley, is it? it no, it is a massive pitch. But because they're a good team, they're keeping the ball. 
they can make the pitch even bigger, which is not ideal. But, you know, it was just about going out there and trying to do a job for the team. It was good. Um, the only time I've actually been in a director's box that was actually a hotel room. It had like a trouser press in it and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and an iron. Well, that, um, that's always handy while you're watching the game, <laughs> isn't it? But yeah, no, I thought we did really well. But yeah, and the support on not just the support tomorrow. There's five five hundred five hundred fans there on Saturday. Yeah, there was all yeah. Yeah, over four hundred. Yeah, really, really, that was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. But on Saturday, you know, we're all, we're all we we know you know we it wouldn't be more if it wasn't going down to the wire. So we we used to this, boys. We we used to the uh, the drama, and um, it is sold out. You've probably seen there was a few. Um, Sunderland fans purchasing tickets, but they've been they've been wheedled out and and and, and uh, had the tickets taken off, which is good news. Um, and we're just all looking forward to a, a three 0 win. <laughs> There's nothing like being positive, Charlie. I'll, I'll uh, I'm sure I'm sure all of us here had snapped their hand off for that, but obviously Sunderland. Um, I think I think discussing it. Obviously, we can go through all the computations, but. The one thing that's important to realise is that MK Dons can still go up automatically and they play Plymouth, who are also after a playoff place. And they are currently below Sunderland. So if MK Dons go to Plymouth and start battering them, then you could literally say to Plymouth, uh, say to Paul... This, this, this is the reason why we want to say League One, right? How, I mean, I know it's, I know it's, like, it's quite nerve-wracking, but it's so exciting, isn't it? You know, all these big clubs are playing... All these exciting matches, the away venues, uh, the uh, the um, the playing smaller teams, bigger teams. I think someone said the other day, you know, one minute you can be playing at Stadium Alive, the next day you're at Aston Stanley. You know, it's really, really great, great, um, great variety, and uh, hopefully we can stay there and uh, keep going for a number of years and before we get in the championship. Two, I think the team, the team is going to get tough now. I, I hate to be rude, but it's my time. <laughs> No, it's all right. Your tombs, tombs. Take your hat off so that we can see what your haircut's like on Saturday. Uh, let's see. Right, okay. Are you going for a number one or a number two? Number one. No, nope, uh, number one. Right, okay. Yeah. I expect you to be five miles an hour faster, tombs. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much, tombs. Good luck, mate. Cheers, right. tombs. Thank you. Bye, Good bye. Tombs, uh, we might get a live, live haircut here. You never know. <laughs> Tombs can't switch it off. Oh, no, he's gone. <laughs> Damn. Uh, you can't live up to that, Jacob, can you? No, unless you're going to start grooming your dog or something while we're live. Well, he's, he's walking around, so I can start if you want. I was, I was, I wondered, I, I kept thinking he's looking at something, so I guessed it was a dog or a cat. Yeah. So there you go. He kept coming for a stroke, but my missus is. Uh... Taking him, taking him to the other room now. So, oh, we'd we'd have liked to have met him. We've we've met we've met Charlie's kids. We've met James's kids. We've met other people's dogs, but never. I been. can go and get him if you want. <laughs> get your missus to bring him back in and give us a wave. It's a good luck. <laughs> I'll I'll get him at the end. Yeah, we'll have a little yeah. wave at the end. So looking at looking at obviously yourself, Jacob. Um, You've been with us, and obviously, Medi- well, that was some debut at Tottenham, wasn't it? That blooming heck. Yeah, obviously, that was unreal playing there. Um, I mean, I remember it like it, like every moment of the game almost, you know what I mean? Um, and then I think I came on here after with Trev, I think. You did, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it was, was obviously a really good... Um, Doubly memorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was um, obviously a really good experience. 
and um, I think the um, the team did well on the day on that day. And I think we've we've done we've had some tough periods since then in the league. But I think overall, I think we can be quite proud of of the position we've got ourselves in with one game to go. Because if you think before Burton, I think it was, were we two points adrift yeah. of Gillingham, and now going into the last game, we're two points ahead. So we've got ourselves in a position where where if we go and finish the job, we can have a really good, obviously the atmosphere at the end of the game. If we can do the job on, on Saturday, it'll be unreal. So I know all the players want to uh, want to get it done. So obviously yourself, um, you came to us in, in the, the January window. Uh, as you said, we've had some ups and downs. Uh, there were people who were thinking, perhaps after the Shrewsbury and the Wigan defeats, that we were gone. Uh, that's not proved the truth in the fact that Derek, um, Derek's come in and I won't say worked his magic, but every single player we spoke to has said he's, he's simplified things going forward and ensured that everybody works hard defensively. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think, um, I think he's found a really good balance uh, to the side. Um, I think with, with the players that came in, kind of to play these these recent games. I think every every player in our squad is good, but I think the team he's put out has been really balanced, which has helped us to get results and um and kind of get those points that we needed, yeah. And from your point of view, um obviously Derek was familiar with the club. Derek came back. Um were you sort of like were were the with the regulars from last season, like Cole and Aaron and um, et cetera, et cetera, saying, oh, yeah, it'll be different? Or would they say, no, you'll be all right, or, or watch out, or whatever? Um, to be fair, as soon as um, Robert went up to St Mirren, um, I think it was kind of like uh, it was always going to be the gaffer coming back in because of the history he's got with the club, the fact that he wasn't in a job at the time. Um, so, yeah, I think obviously Toombs and the guys from last year knew him really well. So he came in and, and he kind of just, he did simplify things, like you said. Um, and, and yeah, it's just been been good since then, yeah. And obviously you, you've, you uh, Anthony O'Connor uh, got a COVID, got an injury, and you've had Reese alongside you since in about the past half dozen games and you've forged a really good partnership. Yeah. To be fair, um, we're in a car school, so if we, we didn't have a good partnership, then it wouldn't be very uh, wouldn't be a good car journey. Um, but yeah, he's been really good since he came in. Um, I think he offers, obviously offers um, a big aerial presence um, defensively because he's so tall. Um, but at the same time, I feel for Ant because yeah, a similar happened to me at Scunthorpe last year where where I was playing, playing, playing. We went through a bad patch, won a game, and then I was out of the team and we went on a, on a run. And um, he's been really good around the place, though. So, Yeah, and he's been excellent this season as Anthony, to be fair. And it, it, like you say, just the personnel happened to gel at the right time. And as you said, Reese is a bit of a monster, isn't he? And uh, I think out of the two of you, I think he, he's... Absolutely brilliant in the air, and, and obviously you're probably a little bit more cultured on the ground. I hope he wouldn't mind me saying that. <laughs> um, I think it's a bit like if you've ever listened to that um, Peter Crouch podcast, he talks about the centre after being like a, 
maybe like a, a gazelle, I think it is, and a something tall like a lion or something. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. And maybe Benno's the lion and I'm the gazelle. So yeah, but it um, works well. Well, the good thing is you can play this podcast in the car and tell him you said that. <laughs> I've heard a dog and cat comparison before, but I think lion and gazelle is a bit more elegant as a... It's a bit yeah. more flattering as a, as, a, as a comparison. Yeah, dog and cat, yeah. Yeah, it probably um, is. So, just a quick question from me. Obviously, your parent club surprisingly got rid of the manager. Um, but obviously, from that point of view, somebody that we're quite familiar with uh, has got the job on a temporary basis, Michael Jackson. And um, last season, Michael did a lot of commentary work alongside us. Uh, on a lot of Morecambe games. Really, really nice chap, knew his stuff. Uh, and he's made a, a relative good success of it there. And obviously, you're quite familiar with him, I would imagine. Yeah, obviously, he was taking the, um, the 23s and stuff at um, Burnley. So, um, for the first half of the season, I was um, obviously in contact with him every day. He's a really good coach. Um, and he's obviously started really well um, with the first team. So, um, long may it continue. But yeah, from your point of view, obviously as your parent club, does that, you know, did you have any dealings with Sean and think, well, you know, he, he likes the look of me or was it somebody higher up? And are you thinking, well, I go back to Burnley, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen. Or are you thinking, well, you know, could be a good thing? Um, sorry, my dog's just eating something off the floor and <laughs> I think it's a, it's a pop chip, so it's really crunchy. Um, well, sorry, what was the question? He's completely <laughs> thrown me off there. Yeah, it, it, with Sean, with Sean um, being given the push, are you thinking when you go back to your parent club at Burnley that like things may have changed or are you quite happy that these are, things have changed and, and you know what, you, Michael's, Michael looks at you positively or, or do you just think, well, that's football? Yeah, I think it's just, it's just football at the end of the day, isn't it? Um, managers chop and change. We saw it at Morecambe when Robert went and Derek comes in. Like that's just part and parcel of it. Um, so I go back there next week and uh, just take it from there. I don't really think too much into it because if you overthink some things in football, then you'll do your head in thinking about it. So just take it as it comes. Jolie, any any uh, anything interesting to ask? Jacob? <laughs> I yeah, know. I guess with the uh, the manager change, like you said, I think Robert was obviously somebody who, who was a bit of a fan of yours. I think he tried to sign you over summer and has obviously kind of eventually managed to get you in January. So when there's a new manager coming in, in in the situation that we had, is there any kind of worry about your, your team place or do you just kind of get your head down and, and, and train well and try and impress him there? Um, obviously, you want to impress him as soon as he comes in. But I think every when a when a manager changes, I think every um, player has that kind of worry in their mind, like, "Oh, what's this? How's this going to affect my place or whatever?" So, um, so there was a little bit of worry, but um, played every game. So, was <laughs> back himself. Yeah, it's worked out right. <laughs> yeah, the, the smile <laughs> says it all. <laughs> <laughs> but so with those kind of different managers, is it? As, as a young player still, obviously, is it quite nice to be able to almost kind of learn from two different managers who, from what I can gather, have relatively contrasting styles? Um, yeah, I think it, it just adds to that experience that you want to get out. 
from when you're on loan. You want to experience lots of different things. Um, and that's just one of them. Um, so the, the two different management styles, yeah, but I think at every level of football, no matter how high you go up, I think you'd always have those kind of two contrasting styles. So if you have a, a Pep Guardiola, you might have someone like Carlo Ancelotti, who's probably a little bit more like um, the gaffer now. So I wonder if Derek will like the comparison, the comparison Carlo <laughs> Ancelotti. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so talking of Derek coming in, I know obviously we've spoken quite broadly about the team in general, uh, simplifying things. Uh, are there any kind of specific things that he's asked you yourself to do differently as a centre-back? Um, he wants me to play forward more, um, whereas Robbo would maybe want to pass around the back um, a little bit more and, and retain the ball and use Trev to go out the other side or something like that. Whereas um, I think now we've, we're kind of getting the ball up to Cole earlier and then playing off him with Philo or as running in behind or Arthur and, and Dylan in behind as well. So it's almost like uh, the back four and Oz in front of us, your job is to defend and the front five, your job is to go and go and win us the game. And obviously as and Philo kind of doing half and half mm. with and without the ball. Yeah. So uh, obviously we've come, come through that international break where I think we just spoke about before after Shrewsbury and Wigan it was all a bit gloomy really so did anything did you kind of spot anything different that happened over that international break or was it maybe just a case of the fact that you psychologically needed a bit of a break um, yeah I think the international break couldn't have come at a better time um, to be honest because we had a, a tough week um that those three games because I think Cheltenham at home was such a winnable game and and the goals and the manner they went in and the times they went in um, was obviously disappointing. Then we went to Shrewsbury and and I think we conceded very similar to Cheltenham right before half time. Um, and then Wigan similar happened again. I think so. Um, I think after that I think a break everyone needed a bit of a a break from games, we had an in-house game, we, we worked on a lot of stuff and we came out the other side um, a lot better mentally, probably a little bit more rested mentally and, and it enabled us to, to go again. See, so going into that Burton game then, I think it almost felt like it wasn't the last chance of the season, but it was a, quite a winnable game compared to the, some of the others they had. That, that we've had come up, obviously, on NK Dons and, and Chart of the Wave, and we did win that one. Uh, so did that kind of feel like an opportunity to you as a team, like, right, we can get three points here and then, you know, from there build up the momentum? Yeah, I think everyone knew that, that we, had to, we had to get some results on the board at some point and, and the home games were going to be massive because we had to go to NK Dons and Chart and, and Cambridge, who, who have done really well this season. So um, that Burton game at home was obviously really important and I think the way we went about it from the first whistle to the last um, couldn't have been better to be honest we could have had more goals um, but a 3-0 win at home to kind of build your confidence back up is, is probably about the best way to do it 
Even the two, uh, even, even the two losses since then against MK Dons and uh, Cambridge, which we, we played really quite well. <laughs> you know, Cambridge, we could have really, arguably won the game. Yeah, I think Cambridge was was disappointing because obviously Cole goes and scores that outrageous volley, and then um, I think the referee makes a decision that is is a bit. Um, for me, it probably wasn't a penalty because players are allowed to come come together in the box, and you see it in the prem now. Sometimes, if you if you cross legs or or slightly brush someone, it doesn't mean it's a penalty. Um, but but the referee made a very quick decision there, um, and and we lost the game. But we did deserve probably to get a point. And especially first half, we had so many so good opportunities well. to um, to get a goal. And I think it's important when we're on top in games to to make it count, which I think we've done in the in the games we've won. We've always scored when we've we've been on top in the games. Yeah, I guess going from the you know, Charlton, we got two goals when we were very much on top. There was that spell against Oxford where we went the goal down and. Then we kind of have about 15 minutes just after that where we're able to get two goals. And again, you know, it's very important. I think going back to that Burton game as well, though, like talking about building momentum, I think we kind of saw that in a different way in the Oxford game. It's almost like the momentum from the, uh, from the Burton game kind of almost gives you that. Do you feel like that, that gives you that extra drive to dig in against Oxford? Because Oxford was a lot of digging in. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange one because Burton, when we were 3 0 up, with 10 minutes to go, I still felt like almost had that worry in, in my brain, like, oh, like we can't let him get back in, but we're 3-0 up and they had 10 men. Whereas against Oxford, because we'd won that game against Oxford, we were 2-1 against a really good side. But in my head, I was like, we're going to win this game because the, the belief that we got from that Burton game. So, yeah, I think the, obviously the Burton game was massive. Um, yeah. So, so those two wins, you go to Charlton away at the Valley and you're sort of 3-2 up with 10 minutes left and you must be thinking exactly the same thing, like we can hang on to this, we've done it before now. Yeah, exactly that. I think um, even even when they scored that that second one, I, I didn't feel, I still felt better than when we were 3-0 up against Burton, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so it's weird how football and, and psychology works, but um, I think if you went back to it, that Burton game was the driving force behind the other wins. Yeah, and especially you know you you look at the the players that Charlton had on the pitch at that time, you know Stockley and EK, Connor Washington, etc. Then so, but to be in such a good place mentally where they get that goal back and a lot of teams will wobble but then to kind of be able to see it out and I guess on the um, going on from that we've had the the motivation against Portsmouth even though we really did deserve to win that game to keep going until the end and get that equaliser yeah um, I think against Portsmouth was one of those games it was a bit like Gillen and at home earlier in the year where we battered a team and and suddenly they score almost like off his shin it was onto the post and goes in the other side and then you're thinking as the game goes on, is it going to be our day? Their keeper pulls off some weldies. Um, but then obviously Jonah comes on and gets that goal. And, and really it's a very valuable point. But if we'd have got two that day, then we could go, we'd be going into this final 
game a lot more stress-free than we are now. But um, and that's I, football. I, I want to. I just want to pick up on something there because there's a recurring theme here, and the recurring theme we talked about: MK Dons centre half, Sean Raggett, Portsmouth might have come off his shin, might have hit the post, but it went in. So uh, yeah, no pressure for Saturday, Jacob. <laughs> I'd love a goal to be fair, especially on the weekend. Um, it'd be it'd be very sweet. So if we on, when we when we get a corner or anything, I'll be um, trying my hardest to get on on the end of it. So I'll take um, that Portsmouth Jonah's goal against Portsmouth. Though I um, I'm going to take some credit for for roughing up anyone around the ball. Um, <laughs> Luckily, the um, the referee didn't didn't give a foul, which I don't think it was anyway. But well, I tell you what, you're in you're in you're in strange company there because we've had we've had people on who swear it was a foul and would be annoyed if it was given against us. I didn't think it was a foul. I just think Cole jumped and he, he stuck his backside into him as he jumped. But I you... think I think it's very similar to if you look at um, Accrington away when we played them and we were tuning up, there's no difference between what we did in the box there and what they did to us. Yeah, uh, Sullivan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Sully did basically did a kind of American football star block on Carson. He did. Yeah. yeah. He did. So, I mean, it was probably, that was probably more of a foul than whatever happened on against Portsmouth. So, I think Portsmouth was probably more of a foul than the one we got disallowed against Rotherham when Bennett stuck it in at the back post. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny how these things work. Although, to be fair with the Accrington one there, uh, we can't really complain too much about uh, John O'Sullivan managing to get... You're a edition of where we've been robbed this season on the 25 different occasions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying Logos, not to say Fouls. I know, I'm trying not to say it because we say it every bloody podcast. I don't want to yeah. say it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we managed not to mention the Bolton one, so we'll probably leave it there. No, or the Doncaster penalty. Damn, mention it. <laughs> but I mean, from that point of view, we're looking. We're looking at the permutations. Like I said, Fleetwood away at Bolton. That's a tricky game. Bolton will want to finish as high as they possibly can. They'll have a decent crowd on. Uh, Fleetwood haven't won since Doomsday. Um, so you're thinking, well, if they can get a draw there, it doesn't matter. So because it doesn't. But I mean, if they win, they win. Uh, but obviously the interesting one is Gillingham Rotherham because uh, we I'll just run you through the scenario the other night and the fact that, uh, that myself and a group of fans have a WhatsApp group and with 20 minutes to go on Tuesday night every single result was going against us Sheffield Wednesday were losing Wigan were winning and obviously Sunderland were losing so I was like well I, I, if Rotherham win They'll go above Wigan, so they'll have nothing to play for Saturday. So we could do with Sunderland scoring. And then Sheffield Wednesday scored two in a minute. And then Wigan conceded three. And all of a sudden, they've all got something to play for on Saturday. And that's how we want it, isn't it, John? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it was a, it, I, 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 I thought about getting an eye follow pass for the, uh, for the, for the, uh, the Fleetwood game. But I just thought, my, yeah, I had a busy day at work the next day. I thought, I can, my nerves can't take it. I don't want to put myself through that much stress. It is one because um, because Gibbo's brother plays for Sheffield Wednesday. He was actually there. Was he? <laughs> yeah. So we um, we had some live um, updates from him, and obviously they scored the se- Sheffield Wednesday scored the second and third in very quick succession. Well, if you've seen the goals, it, it's very it, funny. Well, <laughs> would pass it back to the guy in midfield who falls over it. <laughs> 
and Lee Gregory takes it off him, yeah. runs 30 yards and smashes it. And I'm like, oh my God. I was, yeah. wrong. I was, I was absolutely ecstatic because <laughs> the one thing, well, I was because the one thing I wanted was Sheffield Wednesday to get those three points and that puts them so that, yeah, they're, they're above they're above everybody and they're chasing Rotherham, which is great. And they're chasing as, as Derek Adams says, what's the only important stat to the end of the game? The score. True. At the end of the game. And, and we've been, we've been, we've been uh, always good at that with Derek. And Sunderland getting that point through the most bizarre of diving headers from Michael Hickway. Robin um, Van Persie style. Yeah, it was. It was a brilliant diving header, but I'm like, bloody hell, why has he done that? But I'm glad he did, because obviously it kind of takes the pressure off slightly. If we know that Plymouth are only getting a point, then Sunderland, a point will do them. And like I said before, Jacob, we've had it before where it, it us scores filter through. And yes, things can change, but it, it could be that, you know, we have we have a um it could be one apiece at the time and we decide, right, we'll just play keep ball. Because we've seen it, Joel. We have. I mean it was slightly it was different because we kind of went into the game at the start of the game knowing that a point would be fine because of the goal difference. And I think even though Barnet won 3 0, uh, it didn't matter on the day. But yeah, with this one, you know, I don't really want to think about it too much. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, I back our home record. You know, I think we've been really good at home, various reasons. I think, you know, yeah, we'll be out for a win, definitely. I mean, the way Jacob... 3 you know, Beto, Gibson, Carson. Yeah. <laughs> Carson? Yeah. Yeah. Have him yeah. on penalties. I reckon he'd be good on penalties, actually. He's got a good... Uh, he's got a good, like, passing him, so I don't know. Probably decent depends. Well, I, I, take, I take the point, and I think Jacob... I agree with Jacob completely, that, that a lot of the home performances have deserved wins when we've got draws, and we've deserved a draw when we've had losses. So if we turn up on Saturday, Jacob, a point may well be enough. Um, but obviously it would be nice to beat Sunderland to get them back for that. We got drubbed 5-0 before Christmas and we didn't return up that game, unfortunately. So yeah, revenge, revenge would be sweet, but it's just, we need to do whatever we need to do. We can't, you can't wait for anybody else, can you? No, we don't want to be relying on um, other results. Um, even though, we're in the driving position at the moment. You don't want to be come the end of the game going, oh, what's what's the other scores? What's the other scores? You want to, I think, is it a point we need if the other two win? Yeah. But obviously you want to get all three and finish the season on a high. So everyone will be going all out um, to go and get those three points. And from a personal point of view, obviously, I know that you've said before you, you've loved your time with us here at Morecambe. And obviously, who knows what's going to happen in the future when you go back to Burnley. But it'd be a great thing to have on your CV that I was up at Morecambe in League One and helped keep them in that division. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've, I've loved my time here. Um, it's, a, it's a proper people's club, you know, um, down to the people that, that work at the stadium, um, kind of the togetherness of everyone. Um, is is really special for for a club in League One because you can see if you look at Charlton away where the fans are booing them off at half time and and stuff like that. Whereas the fans here are so supportive um, and the club as a whole um, is just moving in a really good direction. Yeah, that's good to hear. 
you can uh, you, you can use that in your uh, program notes, Charlie. <laughs> Using the contract, I can write up. <laughs> yeah, are you keen on getting that one in, aren't you, Charlie? There, that's good. Well, it's not to me, obviously. It's all to Derek, but uh, I think Jacob and you know all the, all the guys who came in at uh, Christmas have been fantastic, and uh, you know can't thank you enough, mate. Been really, 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 really amazing. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And long may it continue on Saturday. Yeah. I, re I really do. You know, uh, from a personal point of view, it's been a fantastic roller coaster season. It's never ever been dull. Uh, but you know, just the, the facts come out now that um, if we survive, if we get a point Saturday and we survive on forty three points, that will be the lowest survival points since two thousand. Who cares? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, show, it kind of more shows the, the state of the division, really, and, and some of the, the gaps financially. When you look at the fact that 80 points is the, going to be the, probably going to be the absolute minimum to get the playoffs, that's, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That would have got you automatics in many previous years. So True. it just shows the, the, the kind of financial divisions and kind of is almost even more of a testament to how well we've done this season to kind of overcome those. And I think I think when you look back on it, Charlie, um, both on and off the field, the club have made great, great strides. And uh, you, as, as as a board and as management, have done a fantastic job. We have. <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I'm just being honest. Thinking back to the end of season party last year, when we were serving at Wembley, the next day Derek resigns, and then I'm on my family holiday, and my wife wants to divorce me because we're trying to, you know, sort that out. And then, then obviously Robbo came in, and we did, we're doing really well, and then we started to do badly, and then he left, and then Derek comes back, and then we then we had a really tough run of fixtures, and we've come through that, and everyone's really been, you know, come, Les obviously was taken ill. Um, so many things have happened this season. It, I mean, it feel, how long ago does it feel like it's switched away? It feels like about three seasons ago, then one. You know, so, and uh, we've come through everything so strongly. And then we're coming out, you know, even if, you know, I, I'm sure we're going to be all right on Saturday as well. You know, we, we, we deserve it. And uh, it's a testament to everyone from fans, players, staff, um, academy, the ladies football, the, the community, everyone involved in the club has tried their absolute hardest to keep the, the momentum going, the atmosphere going, the fans. You know, the, you know, James and I, as you know, please make sure we go and see the away fans every game we go to. Yeah, there's, there's so many of those guys have been at every single game. Uh, Mickey Miller and Hopi and all those guys, you know, absolutely fantastic. And I don't think there's a better, a better bunch of fans in the whole of the EFL, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, uh, it's it's testament to the club as a whole, as Jacob said, that uh, we've had we've had some. I would say only a couple of performances at home where there was a little bit of disgruntlement, but ninety nine percent of the time, everybody in the grounds applauded the players off because we can see that you've they've given their all. That's right, Joel, isn't it? Yeah, that that's the thing, you know. And I think we are as a crowd generally quite understand I think we do look for the fact that the players are giving effort I think I think Robert might have touched on it earlier in the season you know sometimes when it comes across that a player might not be trying it's not usually the case that they're not trying it's just sometimes you get in a bad headspace and uh, even when we lost 4-0 to MK Dons I thought we played quite well we yeah did. I thought we did alright yeah <laughs> just they yeah they, they keep made a couple of good days we lost 4-0 <laughs> yeah and it, it flattered him and uh, if you go back and listen to the podcast that's exactly what we said 
He said, "Would two one would have been about right?" But yeah. it didn't happen. Sorry, big shout out as well to the media team as well. You know, Matt and uh, Ryan and Jack, the photographer, all the guys, and Quinny obviously doing. Oh yeah, brilliant, absolutely, literally fantastic, and, and, and faultless. The the yeah, the new ticket lady and the fan liaison, yeah. people, the people in the shop. The shop looks fantastic, but obviously there are, and quite rightly, there's the people will complain. You know, we still haven't got a roof over the home end, which is understandable. They'll complain about that, and I and I get that. But obviously, hopefully that'll be put right over the summer. Is that right? There's lots of things going on. Um, if we can just, I've got a list here. Sorry. Oh. So first of all, Bruce Grobelar. Even with Bruce, <laughs> even with Bruce Grobelar, 19th of May, £40 a ticket or three fifty for the table of 10. There's playing on the pitch on the 9th of May, £32. Matt Smith hosting a media frenzy for that as well, which would be quite cool. 20 places left for people to play a match on the pitch for the, the Mazuma. New commercial brochure coming out. Martin wrote this. He's had a record year of commercial uh, takings and sponsorship, which has been fantastic. Um, and, and the shop online, you can buy several things such as water bottles, uh, cushions, uh, pine glasses, uh, top shirts, uh, coasters. Cushions back there. It's all going on, as you've seen on my Twitter. But the shop's massively improved. A big, big, big partnership with uh, the terrace has been great. And uh, the uh, shop online's launch, which I'm sure is a massive improvement. I hope you've seen that. Um, and then we've sold 192 standing season tickets and 170 seated. I lots of people are waiting for A, payday, and B, Saturday's results. But I would say, no matter what division we're in, even though we're going to be in League One next season with Jacob <laughs> playing for us, um, we... Uh, we, uh, we, it's still going to be an amazing season if we went down to League Two. We're still be one of the top teams. Amazing togetherness won't go away. Teams, a lot of people are still under contract. It's still going to be just as good. And, uh, you know, please buy season tickets regardless because we're more than football club is going places. And so, uh, are we going to have a roof on the home end? <laughs> The roof's getting done, um, but I think if you want the up-to-date report, it's in Ben's previous uh, communication. I've read, I read that, and that, that's, oh yeah, that's just, just a real... No, what about... It's the only thing we haven't got done. We'll get it done. And uh, what about the, uh, the making the walkway bigger outside the away end? Is that happening as well? It's all going on. Ben Sadler, please refer to Ben Sadler. I'm, 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 the, I'm, the, I'm the affable disabled guy. Yeah, you're the affable, but um, uh, you want to be Jacob Beddoe's agent by the sound of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what about what about the uh, what about the trust? What's happening with the trust, Joel? Over the summer, we need we need everybody to uh, to re-enroll, don't we? Yeah. Renew, re-enroll, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? yeah, probably renew. <laughs> re-enroll. Yeah. They're going to university or something. No, no yeah. Uh, yeah, just renew. I think we're, we're really happy with how things have gone this year. We've managed to, you know, fill the coaches up to the games we've uh, we've gone to, had some, which have been really positive, uh, had some good projects going, going on in the community. Uh, I think we've just, I've just had it confirmed that we might be able to have a flag for the uh, going around, a big flag going around for the, uh, the final game, which would be nice. Uh, uh, yeah. is, that, is that the the big one that was put in the stand last year? 
I think it may well have been. Uh, oh, it's, 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 it's on Facebook. It's on Facebook. It's really. huge. Is that? Yeah, it's a big oh, one. Well, I don't know. That that'll that'll do well. That'll obstruct about a thousand people. <laughs> I think I think the intention is that wheel it out before kickoff and then and put it oh, away. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, right. we're not just going to just cover everybody while the game's on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think well, that Saturday freeze as well. By the way, my friend, um, the awards is uh, sold out as you know. But we're currently stress testing tomorrow whether we can stream it live into the JB's bar. It's not confirmed yet, but hopefully we'll be able to do that. If not, the bar's open all the way through the day um, afterwards as well. Um, there's lots of cool projects going on, which we, uh, I'm sorry to be a bit vague about the, 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 those two things you just mentioned before about the, what are the home and the new ways path going to be done. But obviously, we've got a lot of different other projects available, depending on whether we are in League One, League Two, whether that budget and what things will happen. So that people can understand these big announcements over the summer, lots of things happening, but we need to make sure we get Saturday over, over with first to well, uh, track on as a sustainable League One club. That's good to know because obviously um, I haven't actually discussed this, so I'll go live on air with it. That uh, I, I'd like to do one more before we have the summer break next Thursday to recap on the season. So that would be a good time to sort of like get some. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. That's all right. So there you go. So. Uh, Jacob, the last thing that I'm going to ask you is, where's your dog? Yeah. Chief. Come here. What's he called? Chief. Chief. Oh. Derek. Oh, oh, look at that lad. Oh. <laughs> How old is he? Um, it's about two, just under two now. Oh, bless him. <laughs> oh, he's, he's not camera shy, is he? <laughs> hey, Jacob. Jacob, have you got more from dog, dog bandana? What's that? Have you got more from dog bandana? I haven't, no. I'll get, get, get you one to deliver to the change room on Saturday, mate. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so there you go. It, it's all to play for Saturday. Thanks for that, Jacob. Thank you for coming on. Um, I hope it goes well Saturday and I hope you have a fantastic summer holiday. You've earned it. And uh, uh, I hope the future is very bright for you because I'm sure it will be. Thank you very much. Cheers. Uh, on all, the, all our well wishes and positive thoughts for Saturday, mate. Uh, well done. Well, uh, this has been uh, podcast number 8 million and 4. I've no idea how many we've done now. We've done loads. There's been some highs. There's been some lows. It's all in our own hands. Hopefully we'll record one um, late next week uh, and you'll be laughing at it all over the summer because we'll be celebrating being in, in League One. So this has been Shrimpnet from Jacob, from Charlie, from Joel and from myself. Uh, have a great bank holiday weekend and enjoy three points. See you then. Have the shrimps. <laughs>